Welcome to Cooperville. Do you know what's fun to do in Cooperville? Pack up your shit and get the fuck out. Listen. www.welcometocooperville.com <laughs> Who the fuck says www anymore? I can't even say it. www. <laughs> Stop that. The Welcome to Cooperville podcast. On demand anywhere quality podcasts are available. And some places where cheap podcasts are available. And the local gas station has some. Subscribe. Get updates. Feel better about your life. Welcome to Cooperville.com. Welcome to Cooperville. Make sure you use a coaster. The wife gets upset when we leave rings on the tables. Joe Cotella and I ran into each other. Well, actually, it was it was all planned and preordained. Uh, the single uh, Anti-Everything had just dropped and hit radio and was uh, skyrocketing up the charts. And it was like fucking random Tuesday. Dead is rolling through, you know, small town Wisconsin. Like, we're going to stop by. I'm like... Oh fuck! And from there, we we built a uh, it, the coolest thing about. I remember that you guys did two acoustic songs, and you know, anti everything, and that whole album. You know, Misanthropa is just you know, it, it's heavy, it's aggressive, it's just like you know, it finally was like it grabbed rock radio listeners by the balls and was like, hey, remember remember when we were heavy? Remember when we kicked ass? Right. That's what the album was. And but to see you guys come and do like this stripped down version of a couple of the singles from the album. And then uh, uh, David sent me like a studio acoustic version of anti-everything that you guys had done. And I was like, man, you guys just fucking got, you got it all. You know, you're not just like one avenue. You can do so many things. That's how, that's how Mr. Joe Cotella and I got uh, acquainted. Acquainted. Yes. Yes. No, thanks. I mean, that's, that's, that's important. That's cool to hear. You know, that's important for us too. Cause we like so many styles of music and, you know, um, like we, we've, you know, we've been in bands, you know, and things in our lives and we've played different styles and things like that. So I think it's important to us to uh, to be able to be creative in different ways. And because there are some heavy bands that are just heavy and maybe they, they they're not capable of being something else. And then there's right. the same thing. There's bands that are, uh, you know, maybe a little more chill, whatever you call them. And they they don't really have what it you know, that thing inside of them where they can be heavy. Um, and I think for us, we have both and we admire both and we're fans of both. And, and so it's really, it was, it was, that was something with Misanthrope, like you said about the, the album and the radio is we really, there's a big thing with us where we wanted to bring that heaviness back to the radio and, and make it cause rock, you know, rock and metal, it needs to be dangerous, you mm-hmm. know? And, it's, and a lot of times like more recently, it feels like it is again, um, but especially three or four years ago when we were starting it, we were, you know, maybe not too stoked on a lot of the stuff we were hearing from a lot from a lot of it. You know, obviously we, we enjoyed a lot of other things, but so. No, it's been a it's been a crazy ride for you guys. And, and we got so much to talk about in the next hour or so. I know uh, I saw that there's some excitement brewing with the new record uh, right. coming out. So we'll talk about that here a little bit. But I want to take you back to before. uh you know, before Dead, you know, before the other bands and stuff, you know, early influences is something I always love hearing about, uh, you know, cool. from artists because there's maybe generic listeners, they, you know, they hear a sound and they go, well, obviously, you know, they were influenced by one genre. You know, this is obviously their eight ball corner pocket, but I, I, I tend to find that the spectrum is really wide for artists and stuff that they yeah. grew up on and artists they admired. So for you, you know, whether it was, you know, on the radio or it was, you know, you know, somebody else in the family that was listening to something, where, where do you remember music first being like, Oh shit, that's like, that's my gig. You know, that's something I can get into. Right. So there's a couple of, I guess, bringing that up, there's a couple of, of things that come to mind. And my, my parents say that the first thing when I was, I think they said I was two or three and, um, we're listening to Bruce Springsteen. I loved the, uh, I loved Born in the USA. I loved that song, I guess. And they said I used to run around the house and sing that when I was like so little. <laughs> um, I don't remember that, but that, so that's the first thing I think of. Um, man, it's, there's a couple of, of things, you know, I, I think of just, there's always music, um, you know, like I, I was always kind of pushed in, into loving music. Um, my, my parents love music. 
neither of them were musicians. Mm. My mother's an artist, um, graphic, she did graphic design and stuff like that. And she paints and draws and all this kind of stuff. I imagine I got my artistry from her. My dad doesn't really sing that well, although he does a pretty good Elvis. He loves Elvis. Um, so they would like quiz me in the car. We'd be like, we'd go to my cousin's house and go to like a pool day when I was little and they'd have on, you know, the, you know, their music and, you know, black Sabbath would come on and my yeah. dad would be like, who's this, you know, what song <laughs> is this? And that kind of thing. Same thing with, he, he really raised, you know, he was way into Pink Floyd, Led Zeppelin, Black Sabbath, um, that kind of thing. And then my mom was a little more like the Beatles, things with melody, maybe the police, mm. stuff like that. So I would grow up listening to a lot of that stuff. Um, and, I, and I just always, you know, I, I always loved music. Like um, my dad got me, one of my first things I remember getting was Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. I loved Joan Jett, um, Guns N' Roses is one of the first like things I remember getting. Um, and George Thorogood, mm. his live album, George Thorogood. Um, those are the first ones I can remember. And then, and then as far as, and that was their music, you know, right. and, and that was like their music that I inherited from them. And then as I got a little bit older, when I started listening to the radio and like recording songs off of it, um, we had a really good station out here. Well, we had uh, 98 KUPD out here, which is still going and they're, they're, they're the shit, but there's another channel called Z rock. And I remember, you know, hearing, I remember Nirvana was definitely one of the, one of the big, big, big bands yeah. for me. Um, and that was when I got a guitar was to, so I could, so I could be Kurt Cobain. Um, and then Metallica black album came out around that time. Pantera came out around that time, white zombie. And that was when I was kind of finding my own stuff. Um, and then not long after that, you know, corn came out raging Against the machine was way into that. Um, I had a, you know, I would skateboard with my neighbors and he was way into like alternative and punk. So he got me into no effects and the flaming lips. Um, I love the beastie boys, you know, all, all kinds of stuff. Um, huge Bob Marley fan too. Yeah. Um, so, I mean like all kinds of things and there's different periods in my life, you know, that, that was like coming into when I was going to first start a band was, and I was listening to all that kind of stuff. I think, you know, I'm not sure if I'm going too far off no. of what you asked. Yeah. And then it goes from there, it goes into kind of finding out, you know, finding out about hardcore music and finding out about like, like way into punk rock. And then simultaneously, um, like new metal and stuff was kind of happening around that time. So I was kind of simultaneously loving Deftones, Corn, Rage Against the Machine, and then loving, um, you know, uh, like I said, No Effects or um, The Offspring or, you know, Bad Religion, stuff like that. So like really like the two of those were my prominent, you know, types of things. And then, and then as well as grunge, I mean, that's the thing is I love everything. Like we we're discussing, you know, temple of the dog, yeah. sound garden, Pearl jam, Nirvana, all that stuff. So, yeah, I think, you know, when you talk about parental influences and, and I, I got a great story I'll, I'll hit you with about my kid in the back seat, and I do the same thing to him. Right. I, I started to for a while there. Uh, then he got too smart and I'm like, well, this is pointless. Uh, but no, I, you know, I, I remember growing up and, and like, I had like, my parents were divorced. My dad was really into like old country stuff, like, okay. you know, like old, old country, like Hank the first and, you know, George Strait and things like that. So I, I got, I had a lot of like eclectic music. My mom was, you know, was into heart and, you know, so I got some rock and roll stuff, but also Elvis and, and the Beatles and things. And I found, um, like I tried to for a while completely, void myself of all of those things. Like I went into, I remember like the early nineties getting into yeah. like fucking Cypress Hill and like, ha yeah, like Cypress, yeah. fucking house of pain. Like I listened to that, the, you know, fine malt lyrics album, uh, until it didn't work anymore. Like I was just like, Oh my God. And then, um, you know, just before that, it was a weird, like mixture of, I got the guns and roses appetite cassette tape mm -hmm. and I got it like I think from my like stepbrother, stepsister. I'm not sure if they gave it to me. I was like, this is cool. And I remember bringing it home and my mom saw the cover art on the inside, you know, with like the alien attacking the chick and she's got her fucking panties on her. And and so she like, you know, took the took the cover art and I still had the cassette tape. But, you know, it's it's so interesting to find out about, you know, from artists who uh all the influences that they have and, you know, and anytime they, you know, when you guys I'm sure get into, you know, the songwriting stuff, dead has kind of found their, you know, found their wheelhouse. I think, and I'm guessing when you go into album two, you'll see some growth from, um, you know, what misanthrope was, 
but to hear all these these sounds that were a part of your life that influenced you to not end up, you know, Joe Cotella, real estate agent, you know, Tempe, Arizona. You know, here's my card. And I can just see you popping up on the fucking uh, Instagram doing videos like, hey, as you can see, you know, all these, you know, <laughs> just in case you're looking for a side gig, you know, there's there's yeah. an idea for you. But you all these influences and, you know, obviously not just listening to them, but, you know, either seeing them in concert or watching, you know, back when they used to play music videos on MTV. Um, yeah. You know, seeing artistry and, and how somebody like Chris Cornell performs on stage and then seeing how like a no effects or flaming lips perform on stage and all these these different influences that rain down upon you and, and, and end up developing you into uh, into an artist. And then obviously, you know, putting yourself as, you know, music as a career. It's a really cool story. My kid thing, though, because you're talking about your parents quizzing you in the back seat. ACDC. Yeah. Sure. Is one of those right. bands I always mention just because ACDC has done this thing where they can just sound like every single ACDC song and they've done it since, you know, the, the 70s. My kid can now, and this is probably 20 years of radio influenced on him, can now, will always differentiate between Brian Johnson, ACDC, and Bon Scott, ACDC. He's like, oh, yeah, that's definitely Bon Scott. I'm like, it took me like 15 years to do that, and he's nine, so I feel like I've... <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> I, like, I, I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm sure I could do it <coughs> more so based on if it sounds the quality of the album sounds like it's older or newer like, you know that would be it like i wouldn't really know them. yeah i always i always got to go like try to picture which album it was from like okay what is that is this the back in black album is anything before that no it's okay. it's it's crazy how you know music can you know how it influences you and how you know your your parents and even if they're not you know musically inclined or they're not really into it how their tastes can kind of push you in one direction no i i always find it fascinating to see like you know what what got you through not only your youth, but then, you know, the influential years of, you know, high school and then, you know, moving on to, to finding a career in it. So, um, you know, obviously there was bands before dead when you got together with, with the guys from dead and, and the band was formed, I don't want to say the secret sauce, but what was it like? They're like, yeah, okay. You know what? This, this feels right. You know, uh, the album was obviously was successful, you know, award-winning, um, would you have was there four singles off of that record? Uh, you know that went not just to radio, but obviously to XM. When did when were you like, yeah, this is the groove, man. This is it. These these are my guys, and and let's fucking go and dominate. Yeah. Um, well, you know, being in in, in <clears throat> you know being a musician and being in bands for such a long time, it did, the way that Dead happened was so different than anything that that I've ever experienced. Um, we really did it. We really did it for, I think, for fun. I don't think there was any plan of doing what we ended up doing. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think, um, you know, like we did it because, like, I think it was it was David and, and myself, and then um, our friend Matt Good, who who isn't in the band anymore, but he was originally he started it with us. Um, and he's a, he's a producer too. He, he did the newest, uh, asking Alexandria and he was in the band from first to last. And, mm. um, anyway, so the three of us were just hanging out talking about how awesome, you know, certain eras of music were. And we were just like, they, you know, it's so easy to record now. We're like, let's just go be creative and make something for the hell of it, you know? Mm. And then we did that and then we just, we enjoyed it so much. We kept writing, we kept making music and and, you know, when we first started it, it was very heavily influenced. You know, there was an idea of Slipknot and Marilyn Manson and, and, and all that kind of stuff. But then there's always the influence, like you said, that's always with you. I mean, once you've listened to and you mentioned Cypress Hill, once I've listened to the Black Sunday album mm. a million times, that's going to be a part of me after that, you know. Um, or if it's or if it's Blink-182, I've listened, you know, or if it's anything, I mean, it's so many different things. Um, so you can try to do something, but it's always going to kind of go through, through that, uh, process and it's going to go through the, the, you know, the factory of your body and your mind and all that stuff. And it's going to come out your own way. So I think we, you know, the, there was an initial intention of, of being really heavy and, and really violent. And, um, because the band that I had done before dead was more, um, about the songwriting for mm -hmm. me. And, and I, and I, and I felt like I was almost at that point. I was frustrated. I was just trying to kind of like write big songs and that kind of thing. When I look back on it, I feel like that's what I, where I was doing. Um, not to say that it wasn't coming from my heart and everything like that, but it wasn't as much as I, as I 
maybe wanted it to. And now I'm, I'm, you know, I, I appreciate what I was doing at the time. I'm just thinking of how I was feeling about three or four years ago. And um, so dead was really just like, I want to have fun with music. I want to just do whatever the fuck I want to do. That that's what dead was supposed to be. And that's what it is when we started it. And, um, you know, we did some songs and we just got excited about mm. it, you know, whatever it was, we got excited about it. And so we kept running with it. And really the goal initially was to just be a heavy band. We're going to play it like a dive bar, you know, and just, just be heavy. And that's it. I was almost going to kind of not play music and focus on it as much as I was, you know, I was going to get into something else maybe. Um, and, uh, and then it just kind of took on a life of its own and everybody got excited about it and everybody wanted to work with us. And so we're like, all right, let's see this through. And, and, um, you know, it made for, some you know some some of the most the most proud i've been things i've worked on in long you know forever so tell me about the uh the contacts the eyes uh it was where did where does that i mean obviously we knew we talked about some influences and stuff uh you know it, it definitely you know with the name of the band and kind of the vibe that it was given off uh unique you know a unique mm -hmm. facet of of the band where was that idea initially ignited from you know we're just just trying to do again just trying to do whatever we wanted to do. You know, we weren't thinking of it being on a national level. Um, so we were just thinking that, you know, that would look cool. That would look kind of crazy. So we were trying things out. We tried out some masks um, on the early days, the first maybe 20 shows, we all wore these like black straight jacket looking things and we we're all in unison with it. And we felt like maybe that was a little, a little too whatever for us. Um, and then we did the eyes and they looked sick. We were going to do black and then we did the white and we felt like the white popped a little bit more mm. on stage and it looked a little bit crazier when I, you know, cause what, what it was, was we put them in and, um, and it was, it, it was this cool thing of like, when I looked at my friend, it like, it made me feel weird. I was like, Oh, that makes me feel kind of street. You look, you look fucking crazy <laughs> with that. And so we all felt like we all look kind of, and we're like, well, it makes you feel a certain way when you see it. And that's, that's a big thing. Like I feel like in the past I was very, <clears throat> against um uh aesthetic you know mm -hmm. and i think that was partially from that that punk rock ethos um and that hardcore ethos of of kind of just being you know just being legit not being not being um campy at all stuff like that um and i think that was such a big um influence on me for such a long time you know and, and i went through my phase where i was an elitist and and I hated everything. I only liked like five bands for a couple of years, you know, that whole thing. Yeah. And um, so anyway, it's just all part of my journey. But, um, but yeah, the eyes, we just thought it looked sick and it went with, you know, dead. And and, um, and it made us feel like when you put them in, you feel a little bit different. And mm. and so it was it was kind of us putting our toe into the water of that idea of, of aesthetic um, coupled with music, you know. You know, a, a lot of the, the songs on that album, you know, have an undertone to them. And, you know, I think if you listen to them, I don't want to say at face value, but you're, you're a casual listener who is just kind of a, a passerby, maybe hears a chorus and doesn't really interpret the lyrics, you know, from what I feel is the, the way to, to interpret it. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it has an, an anger to it, but I think if you, when you dissect the lyrics or if you watch a lyric video or you, you know, open up or Google search, I guess nowadays they don't open up the album anymore. <laughs> they just, they download it and they do the Google, you know, lyrics.com or whatever. Um, right. but there, there's a definite energy and a lot of, you know, what sounds like negativity, but when you dissect the lyrics, there's a lot of positive, you know, self awareness. There's a lot of, you know, forward thinking, a lot of, you know, there's a lot of positivity in music that maybe typically can get stereotyped as, as negative, but yet the you know lyrics that you put down, they have this kind of gravitational pull towards something that is that is light, that is positive, which when you you know couple it all together with I think you know with the eyes and and with the band and with kind of the, you know even the album cover, it it really creates this you know that album was just wow I mean it, it had all these elements in it and it was I think if you listened to it and if you, you interpreted it and you felt it really had just positive vibes ringing out of it that maybe some people missed out on. Yeah, I could, I could see that, you know, um, I guess if you look at it at face value, it, you know, we got kind of lumped in with like the idea that, that we were a, a rap rock band, mm -hmm. uh, or a new metal band. And, and, you know, of course, like I was saying, you know, we're influenced by that genre, but if you listen to the whole album, I mean, there's, there's so many different styles of right. things in there. Um, 
Um, and, uh, you know, I, I, and I think like for me, my, the most, most, you know, genre wise, as far as lyrics go, I mean, the best lyrics for me is, is punk and, mm. and hardcore music, you know? And I, so I really, and I felt like with kind of using the, the influences of that new metal influence and, and everything, I really wanted to have the lyrics be with a you know, angry, but there's such a positive unifying mm -hmm. um, thing with punk hardcore, you know, that kind of thing. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call. I'll get this off. Okay. Uh, and um, there's such a unifying thing with those genres. And that's been such an important thing for me. Um, and, and you know, there's, there's times where I hear a song and it's just straight, straight, angry, straight, everything. I mean, uh, you know, and, and I can appreciate that, you know, sometimes, especially if I'm at maybe at the gym or I'm just having like, you know, one of those, really terrible days but um i've reached a, just a point in life i guess maybe a point of maturity where I, I you know i need to feel like there is you know there is something that comes positive out of everything um you can look at you know if, if everything goes wrong for you for like a whole week hmm. it maybe it was supposed to and, and you learn something from it um i've had everything go wrong and it went wrong so things could go right later um you know whatever it is um you know so i guess it's you know, just something inside of me, I think that, that, that had to be there. And I want it to be self-empowering, you know, when I listen to, um, you know, one of the, one of the best ones I can think of for me is, is Pantera. It, you feel like you're, you know, a million miles tall when you listen to Pantera, yeah. you know, um, or Slipknot or, um, you know, a lot of other bands and, you know, you can only think of so many off the top of your head, but there's something about that really, really empowering, um, part of, of music you know that i that I, I really love um it can change your whole day around it can it can it can give you the strength to do things uh maybe if it's if it's to get up for the day and go to work if it's to go to the gym if it's to not do something negative you know in your day whatever it is whatever you need it for and that was always something that was important to me in music so um i guess i just kind of in, innately put it in there when you talk about those artists and i think you know i, I would I know on my playlist it's on there, but you know, I go running each morning and it's, it's a weird mornings are always weird for me because I, I, I never was an early morning guy, you know, when I started getting into it as it's kind of a finding myself kind of thing and meditation and all this other stuff, uh, you know, running became such an essential part of it. And it's so weird that I, you know, in my morning I would go from getting up, having a cup of coffee, meditating to running to anti everything or, you know, or Pantera, you know, vulgar display of power or, you know, slipping, you know, all, all the heavy stuff that you mentioned right. and not because of angst or anger or anything, but just because to get through things that, you know, physically challenging, mentally challenging, even after moments of clarity, it's, it's amazing what that style of music can, you know, perpetuate your mind to tell your body to, and all of a sudden you go, damn, I can't believe I just ran a, you know, an under eight minute mile. That's, you know, I'm not, I was never, don't, I, I remember telling myself before I started running, like the only time, if, if you see me running, like fucking run with me. Cause there is scary shit behind us, like a bear right. or the zombie apocalypse is coming. Like <laughs> get on board, dude. Cause bad things are about to happen. Um, yeah. but you know, music has always found a way. And I think you talk about the gym or you talk about even emotionally having uh, a, a trying day or a trying week or a trying year. Uh, there's something about heavy music and metal that is, and, and you've probably heard stories from fans directed towards you, like, hey, this song was able to, you know, propel me through this hard time. And, you know, it, it just, it goes back to the power of music and what it can do. And, um, and you being, a, you know, a piece of that puzzle, that's got to be, it's got to be gratifying, you know, for you guys. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is, man. It feels, it feels good when people, uh, you know, when people say that kind of thing, of course, you know, cause I know how important it is for me, um, and how important it was and I'm sure how important it will be in the future. You know, you mentioned, uh, corn being an influence. I know you guys have had a chance to, to share the stage with, uh, with Jonathan Davis and the guys have you had, and, and, you know, that's on a laundry list of artists that you've had a chance to, to tour with and, and be on tour with and share the stage with, um, right. was there a moment, uh, when you maybe for the first time met or, or got to play with a band like that, that you, that you had a starstruck moment that you were like, Holy shit, I was jamming out to follow the leader. I remember when I was, you know, I'm teen years old and now like I'm here, like I'm side stage. Holy fuck. Like this is, did you ever have one of those moments, uh, you know, in your career thus far? Yeah. I mean, it's been happening for, you know, for a long time, you know, um, 
there were some really important bands, a band called, um, well, you know, there was a band called Glassjaw that, that all of us, it's pretty much all of our, one of our, all of our favorite bands and, you know, in our old bands, we had to open for them and meet them. And, um, I mean, there's been so many times in my life, um, where I've gotten to meet people, um, as far as with like, you know, the corn on that tour, um, uh, the, the first tour we did with them, you know, we did, we did a couple now, but that first one, there was a day where I remember looking over to my right and Jonathan Davis was on that side of the stage watching us. And then I looked to my left and Corey Taylor was on the other side of the stage watching us. And that was such a cool, mm. a cool thing, um, to have two of my major influences standing there watching me play. Um, and, and I guess, I, I guess one of the biggest compliments is getting validation from your influences mm. right yeah so that's a moment i remember i mean and just really you know go- being in an elevator together you know all of us riding up goofing around you know like that was cool you know um there's been so many moments in, you know in, in in all of the music i've done um where i've met so many people so so i guess by this point I don't really get starstruck or anything. Um, and it's not that I feel like I'm necessarily deserve. I don't know about the word deserve. It's kind of a, a loose word, you know, mm-hmm. like to say I deserve this or I deserve that. Um, but I feel like I've put the work and the time in to be able to hang with people. Yeah. Um, like, 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 like I'm cool to be here. Like, I'm, I, you know, I should, I, I'm, you know, I'm okay to be here. You know what I yeah. mean? I guess is the way I look at it. Um, so, so I don't get real starstruck, um, and I've met a lot of people that would be deemed as, as being starstruck. But um, I can definitely appreciate all those experiences, um, and I can definitely say like that you know I love it, and it's you know it was it was important to me for sure. You know, all those stages, you know, it brings me to think uh, thinking about you know arena size, and you know having played major festivals and being on huge stages with large catwalks and having all this room to kind of roam about and do your thing yeah. to intimate clubs where you're kind of like, you know, me to my computer screen, you to your phone away from, you know, fans in the front row, the things that you've seen, you know, and, and been witness to, you know, the, the show that you're putting on obviously is, is drawing these people all to one location, you know, one in front of the stage or, you know, when you're at a festival, you know, that environment can be widespread yet. They're all out there. Um, what are, what are the what goes through your mind when you're you know standing in front of you know your fan base you know in the intimate clubs your fan base plus other bands fan base when you get to be a chance to be on tour with others you know when you just do you ever have a moment on stage i know it's a it's a high energy show there's a lot of moving around there's a lot of you know just ugh, going on but do you ever yeah. do you ever get a second to just kind of you know breathe it in and go you know this is this is my life you know this is my career this is the where we where we are at this point right i i think i do i do do that um you know especially on those festivals sometimes you know you're standing in front of whatever you know if it's ten thousand people or something you know um uh, you know i'm pretty lost hmm. uh during those times when there's that much the many people um I'm pretty, I'm in some other thing. I don't know if it's completely in the now. Um, I don't know if it's a complete moment of clarity where my mind shuts, my thinking mind shuts off and I'm just completely alive. Um, so there's not a lot of thoughts. Of, I mean, there. Are, I can have flashes when I think of it. I can, I can see being in some of those places and on some of those stages. Um, when I'm in the smaller club, I'm a little more, cognitive Mm -hmm. a little more aware in those moments just because maybe because i'm a bit more um you know it's something that i've done for for such a long time um but i think there are moments you know like where where i'll step back and maybe just just you know have have a second to take a smile you know and, and 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 embrace it um when you hear that crowd roar um and it's for you and it's for your your all the things that you've worked on and your creativity and you know something that you worked on thousands of miles away and slaved over and, 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 and etched out and um, carved in, into what you wanted it to be. Um, you know, it's, it's an honor to do that. Um, and I'm appreciative of it, you know, so much. Uh, so I, I do, you know, there are times, but especially on stage. And I think most artists would tell you, um, or at least, you know, with such a, a high 
high energy show, you're just going, you know, you're, you're, yeah. you're, you're, you're just, I'm doing push ups before I go on. I'm listening to, you know, fucking black breath and, <laughs> and uh, strife and just, you know, just heavy, you know, stuff. And, and I'm just getting in that zone, you know? Um, so I'm in such a zone. Um, but yeah, I think I do take a second yeah. to stop and, and, and smell the roses every once in a while. Um, but sometimes not, sometimes I'll get off stage and I'll be like, I don't, I have no idea what just happened. <laughs> yeah. It's such a, yeah. it's such a, such a strange feeling. I was there. I just wasn't like, I'm saying like I was there and I was doing it. I just wasn't necessarily thinking about it. I was just living, you know, which is, which is such a gift to just even have that half hour to 45 minutes of time um, where it's, it's, it's almost like meditating where you're shutting off that thinking mind and you're just completely alive and it's, it's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, 100% present in the moment. I mean, there's no, there's no past, there's no future. There's just that moment right now. That's, I imagine euphoric, uh, you know, for a feeling uh, to be a part of when you, um, and you guys have had, you know, some time and I've always, and I've always stated that artists, musicians, there's not like vacation because, you know, and there's, there's times when you're not on tour. Um, a lot of that time can be studio time or writing time. Um, even if you are on, on a vacation, you're on a beach somewhere, you're, you know, doing something that there's always something, you know, mentally that's going, you, you can observe something from across, you know, the beach and say, uh, and, and all of a sudden you have like, you know, the start of a, a fucking chorus in your brain going, oh shit, you know, and you're grabbing your phone and you're starting to like, I better write that down. Um, but when you do have time, you know, when you have yeah. time to kind of, you know, detach from the world and, you know, maybe unplug the phone for a while, you know, what, what does Joe Cotella do to kind of, you know, recover, um, you know, it, it, guys have a brutal show, uh, you know, you know, when you're on, on long tours, it can be rigorous life on the road. Um, but what, what do you do to kind of detach a little bit to, you know, to unplug the heaviness, you know, take the headphones out for a little bit and kind of just, you know, find some peace for yourself. What, what's your chill? Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to think. <laughs> <laughs> when's, the, when's the last time I relaxed? I don't know. It was yeah. 2016 yeah. maybe. I mean, I've gotten, you know, um, I've gotten way into, you know, working out, going to the gym, lifting weights. Um, although I have headphones in when I'm doing that, but, uh, I mean, you know, sometimes I'll work out to jazz or something like that, mm. you know, or like to maybe some lo-fi hip hop beats or something chill. Um, so working out for sure. I do, I do, I do, um, set aside time to meditate as much mm. as I can, um, stretching things like that. Um, you know, and then just like anybody, you know, I'll, I'll watch, you know, I, I don't watch a lot of TV, uh, until nighttime, you know mm. what I mean? And, and then I'll, I'll watch, you know, um, right now I'm, I'm, I'm into, um, better call Saul. I, I yeah. never watched that. Mm. Loving that. Uh, I watch naked and afraid a lot. <laughs> uh, side, uh, side note, when we were setting up the podcast, <laughs> Joe was wondering if it was yeah. videos or like, I just want to make sure I'm not naked or something if we're, you know, live on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I like, uh, uh, not to mispronounce his name, uh, Eckhart, Eckhart Tolle. Uh, I read, I read mm. some, I read his stuff. I find solace and peace in the things that he writes about as well as Joseph Campbell. Um, and, um, the, there's another, uh, Rumi or again, not to mispronounce his name. Um, so, you know, I, I try to, I try to fill my, my mind and my, my environment with things that are peaceful. Um, and, uh, you know, relax or, you know, I don't really play video games, but I'll play some games on my phone every once in a while just to zone out, hmm. um, you know, things like that. Or I'll listen to music, like I was mentioning with the gym. I'll listen to music that I have nothing to do with. Yeah. Um, I could never write jazz music, at least right now I couldn't, unless I tried, I guess maybe I could figure out how to do it. But I listen to music that I have no connection with. And, I, and with that style of music, I still get the feeling of that, that, that magic of having no like when I listen to, to heavy music um, or music that's associated with me, it's like sometimes my brain will start dissecting what they're doing and, mm. and, or, and oh, that's a, that's a cool thing. I should maybe pull from that idea and do something like that. You know, like it turns into work. If I'm listening to like John Mayer or I'm listening to, you know, um, Citizen Cope or something, then I can just listen to it and, and enjoy it more so as, right. as, as separate things. So uh, I'll, I'll listen to music, you know, whether it be jazz or singer-songwriter 
or um, like I said, you know, I'll, I'll always put on Bob Marley like all the time. Like Bob's my man. Um, so, you know, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's how I chill. You know, do you have a vacation spot? Do you gotta, do you gotta go to, I mean, I, I'm not going to call you out because you live in Arizona and you're from Arizona and I'm from Wisconsin and we get like four days of summer and I think we're having it right now. Uh, <laughs> but is, but is there, are you, are you an Island guy? Are you like, uh, you know, you like opposite of the spectrum, like, fuck it, let's go see some snow or something weird like that. Yeah. Like, do you have a place where you kind of like when you can get away, you're like, yeah, that's my spot. I don't have anything in particular. Um, I'm not a big snow person though. That's for sure. Um, man, and I don't know if that's just cause I'm from Arizona, but, yeah. um, we do, I mean, we have a uh, Flagstaff is, is a city in Arizona that's two miles away and it's up in the mountains. It's like not even Arizona. It's like you're in Oregon or something. Right. Um, it snows there. I can go to the snow if I want. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I love, I love the beach. I do. I, I love tropical. And then I also love, um, you know, like a for like a peaceful forest. You know, I do love that. I love the idea of just, of being away from all of, all of this shit that I'm in all the time, you know, <laughs> uh, looking around at it right now. Um, you know, I, I like the idea of that for sure. Um, so yeah, like, you know, or a lake or something like that. Mm -hmm. I love water. Um, and, uh, I'm a Pisces, so I don't know if it's a water sign thing, but I, I love water. I find it very calming to me. Um, and you know, with the, being around in the forest, the trees and their stillness, and there's something that I feel like I learned from the trees. I feel like they teach me, um, by the way that they, the way that they, that they stand tall and strong and they just flow in the wind and, and the same with water, you know, the way it flows. Um, there's a great Bruce Lee quote that I don't want to botch, but it's along the lines of something like be like water and flow like water, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so, um, I'm, I'm very drawn to water. You know, my favorite color is you know, blue and, and, um, I, I like calming things, you know, uh, when I'm separating myself from, from, um, from that everyday stuff. I know you've had a busy, uh, you know, obviously since uh, the last or the first album dropped for dead, um, you know, obviously the tour cycle that goes along with that and festivals and, and the craziness of, you know, what would have been 2017, 2018, but now a new year and you guys have had some time off. I know you've not been vacationing. I know you've been busy, hard at work. Yeah. Um, I saw a post uh, yesterday or the day before uh, about your excitement level for the new album. Tell me about, you know, the process, what this one was like in comparison to the number one and, and what we can expect from new dead. Yeah. Um, well, we took a little more time off than I think we intended to. Mm -hmm. Um, but we, we ended up, we ended up getting in touch with uh, Kevin Churko, um, out in Vegas. And, um, and you know, he's just a bit real busy guy. He's doing in this moment right now and he's doing five finger death punch right now. And he found a way to, to get us in there. So we, we got in there and, and, and did the album and um, and we're still working on it though. I mean, it's still happening. I just, I have, I have the majority of it with me right now and I'm making, we're making notes and we're going to mm -hmm. go back out there and work on it more and fine tune it because you know, that's the sophomore album is important. You know, yeah. it really is. And we have a lot of fans now and we, we want to make sure that we represent ourselves properly to them as well as give them something that we feel like they, you know, they deserve from us. Um, so it, it's a different scenario than the first one where the first one was just like, let's just do anything we want. Right. And I think we still are doing that. Um, we're still doing exactly what we want. You know, we have to enjoy it. Um, but now there is a bit more of, um, you know, that responsibility, I feel like a little bit, you know, um, as well as, as having, you know, I, I don't know, it's just a little bit different, but so there's, there's a lot of, you know, and there's a lot of different influences to me on this album. There's some songs that are maybe and I hate using, I hate trying to describe what it sounds like right. and people assume it to be whatever they assume that word to mean. So maybe I won't even use those words, but there's some different influences on the album. It's still really heavy. Um, and it's still really aggressive. Um, you know, but it's, and there's still a lot of melody in it. There's a lot of groove, you know, we love groove. We mm -hmm. love something that'll make you bob your head, you know? Um, and we like that for stage too. We like to get everybody bouncing as one. We like that unif you know, the unifying aspect of, of, of a groove. So, um, you know, and, and it was amazing going out to Vegas and working with Kevin, you know, he's done a lot of great things. Um, and, um, so it, you know, it's, it's hard, I, I, you know, cause you say, Oh, I think there's a little more of a, this influence. And then people hear me say that and then they go, Oh, he means this, but that's right. not what I meant. You know what I mean? So, 
So I want to, I just, I don't, I don't want to use too many words. I, I want it to just speak for itself and let people experience it and, and get what they get out of it. Yeah. I don't think people think of, you know, uh, when I think of heavy music, you know, groove doesn't, as soon as you said that, like the opening of anti-everything just kind of came in and I just started going like this. I, was <laughs> right, like, I could right. hear it, you know, and then I become the it. enemy. And I'm like, I could just, I just, you know, I, I, you can feel it in, in it, it's really cool to, you know, when you dissect it like that, to think of, I mean, here's these, you know, these aggressive songs and, you know, the vocals, but then you go, Oh, wait a minute. Yeah. There's a little bit, you can head Bob to that a little bit as well. It's, that's yeah. cool. But you, you gotta be, you, you seem excited about it. I mean, I know your, your post, you're just like, man, I just, I just I can't fucking wait. I, can't wait. I am. I am. Cause we recorded it. Um, you know, a big first, we were there for about two months and we did it. And, um, and you know, when you're in it, you're listening to it and you're just, you're just enveloped in it and you're, and you're doing everything you can. You're being creative. You're putting your body on the line. You're singing all the time or for Dave, you know, for the other guys playing their instruments. And, um, you know, I, I finally got like a month or two to step away and I really didn't listen to it much. And then I started listening to it again and I was just like, damn, I love this. You know, mm -hmm. I was like, if another band put this out, I would love it. You know, and sometimes I'll, I'll do it like that. Like I have to step outside of myself and listen to it in a different way. <clears throat> um, and I'm just hyped on it, man. I just think it's sick and I think it just feels awesome. It's got a good swagger to it. It gets me hyped. It gets me you know, it just gets me excited. And, um, and I just, yeah, I was just amped on. So I just, I just wrote, <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to hear this because it's just like when there's a movie or music, mm. you know, art is share is so shareable, you know, so something makes you feel something you want to show it to somebody else and you want them to feel hope. I think that's what it is. Yeah. Is you want them to feel how it made you feel. You want to be like, yo, you got to hear this because this is going to make you scared or this is going to make you happy or this is going to make you think about your life or, you know, whatever it is. And, um, so for me, that that's just my feel, you know, just like anybody else, I want, I want people to feel how it makes me feel, you know? That's cool though, man. I think it's, it, you know, it shows a lot of, you know, when you, when you have that, that sense, I think of, of, of energy and enthusiasm for a project, it really, I think re, you know, reiterates the fact that it's not, this is like your driven passion. Like if there was a calling for you, that's what this is because there, I think when artists, and I think that sophomore album is a, is a, a big one for a lot of bands that can come out and have a lot of success. And then, then they, then all of a sudden they're just like, Oh, well, we got to uh, put something together for the sake of putting it together. You know, we, yeah. we, we have to have this thing, you know, and maybe they lose that enthusiasm and that energy um, for the process. You know, there's either there's a rush to get it out or, you know, in some instances, there's just a complete lack of giving a shit about it. Because like, well, we album cycle, you know, let's let's throw some shit together and let's get back on the road so we can, you know, do, you know, partake in whatever the road brings you um, or you bring to the road, I guess, depends on, you know, but how you roll. Yeah. But it, it's it's really cool, I think, to, to when you have artists that are incredibly enthusiastic about their project and, and you know, listen to it, like you mentioned from like, this isn't, this isn't mine. I want to hear it. Like, I'm just like somebody handed it to you. And I totally get what you're saying about movies and music or a song, or, you know, even a book that you like, you read something or you hear something, and you go, motherfucker, you got to hear this, or you got to see this. Cause man, I saw it and you know, my mind was blowing or, you know, if you read a, a book and it changes your life or it changes your outlook, you, you know, you want to you know, share that with as many people as you can, because you want them to have that, that feeling, whatever that feeling happens to be. So it's, it's awesome to see that fucking energy behind it, man. You just, you're just chomping at the bit and you're like, I am. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I know I am. I'm excited to, yeah. you know, sonically, it just sounds huge. You know, it's, I feel like it's just a, to me, a step up. It's just, everything's bigger, you know, in mm -hmm. my opinion, you know, um, everything, just everything about it. It's just, just feels bigger, you know? Um, and, um, you know, yeah, I'm, too, I'm really, I'm really, <laughs> I'm really, I'm really, yeah, I'm really, really excited to share it with everybody and, um, and to get back on the stage. I know you guys got some dates coming up, including yep. you're going to be in our neck of the woods coming to Rockfest uh, yep. uh, next month, which is going to be awesome. I know uh, there was, and I, I, I just always, I hate this because I, I feel for artists like so deeply, you know, when I was yep. doing radio, because especially when, you know, 
first album and you're out on the road and, you know, fucking shit happens to the bus or shit happens to the trailer, you know, because I, I follow a lot of, you know, and friends, a lot of the, the guys and girls in the industry and just go, damn, you just fucking axles break in and all this other shit. So I know you guys were slated to play there last year and, and, you know, like Norman, Nebraska or somewhere in the middle of BFE, not that Wisconsin isn't, but you're like, fuck dude, fucking bus broke down. And I know you guys were trying to get up there, but you know, we'll be back to, uh, to get back on the road this, uh, this July. Um, you guys, you guys are gonna have such a fucking blast. I just can't wait for you to be in front of, you know, 25,000 and faces will just melt off. And <laughs> it's going to be good. Yeah. That was, that was the only, unless I'm mistaken, that was the only show we ever yeah. missed is dead. And because of that thing. And so it really, it was, you know, whether it was our ego or something like we really like, we're not happy that we, that we couldn't figure it out because we can always, always put our minds together and figure it in a situation out. We couldn't do it with that one. And so it was really, it really hurt. Um, and so we're so excited to come back and we're going to, you know, we're going to, we're going to play it like we owe everybody a show plus the show, you know, so we're going to go super hard on it and we're so excited. And then it looks like some dates, uh, through the rest of what, August into September rolling out on the road. Yep. Yeah. We we're going out with, uh, we're doing, we're doing, a, I think like a week or so within this moment. And, um, the Dead Wars Prada is on a bunch of those shows. And then I think Corrosion of Conformity is on some of those shows in August, um, as well as we just announced uh, a tour within this moment as well with uh, Motionless and White, New Year's Day, Hell's a Poppin' and, um, oh my goodness, I can't think of the other band, um, Nasty, uh, Little Miss Nasty. So it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be this like Halloween masquerade style tour. Mm-hmm. It's going to be so sick. I'm, I'm stoked for it. That's in, that's in, um, in September, uh, September and October, I believe. Uh, we're doing Louder Than Life this year. Uh, we're doing Ship Rocked which is early next year. And then we're booking a bunch more tours and stuff. We're going to go, we're going to go ham playing shows again. So did you do Shiprock? Was it last year? Or was that 17? It was uh, 17. I always love hearing get off the boat stories after, after Shiprocked. Yeah. <laughs> after Shiprocked oh. is done. I always love the, the yeah. stories of that was fucking wild. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good, it was, it was a good time, man. I, I think this time, I'm going to be a bit more refined. Than <laughs> You're all adulting uh, now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to try to, like we talked about the vacationing thing. Yeah. I'll definitely be relaxing a lot more and chilling um, on it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really good time. And, and I can really see the, you know, the fans and, and the bands and there's this great community vibe with it. Um, you know, you know, I went up, you know, the bear tooth guys came up on stage when we did our song, I went up with them and, um, you know, everyone's just around hanging out like, uh, the nothing more guys and, um, he's legend, you know, all bands that I'm fans of that mm. we just get to hang out and everybody's just kicking it side stage, having a beer. And there's just really cool laid back thing to it. So it's, it's a really cool celebration of music and you can tell the fans that get, you know, everybody gets to be so close. You'll run into somebody in the hall, take a photo with them and say hello for a second. And it's a really cool, really cool experience. And who would ever would have thought? that Caleb from Beartooth is a big golfer, you know, it just, <laughs> I met him uh, two years ago. I remember meeting him and, and he just go on their bus and, you know, we're talking about stuff. And, and, uh, his tour manager was like, Hey, do you know any golf courses around here? I'm like, well, yeah, there is some. Well, Caleb's like a huge golfer. I'm like, this is why I asked the questions because, you know, you never put into like context, like, you know, dudes that are just up on stage, just ripping it, you know, right. like giving it all they got, just sweating out and then going out and putting on, you know, some knickers and being like, all right, we're going to go catch nine here at the local golf course. And, you know, Pinky's up drinking tea. It's a, a great group of guys, though, the Beartooth guys. I love those guys. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, <clears throat> everyone's got a lot of fun, hidden talents and things like that. You know, you assume things about people yep. or whatever. You know, I guess we both know better that, you know, everybody's a person and they do, you know, they do whatever they do. So very cool, man. Well, I'll I'll wrap it up with this. The first time that we met uh, when you guys came by the studio and jammed out acoustically, uh, clean shaven fella, you know, looking all fucking, you know, prim and proper. Well, not, I would say prim and proper, but, you know, clean shaven. And this is what a year and a half, two years later, you got the full mo beard going on, looking like fucking badass motherfucker what it what inspires the beard i mean is it like a fuck it i'm gonna stop shaving and then just never go back or was this like a i can pull this look off i got this thing down i never i mean i always you know through through time i always grew like you know a beard out for a minute and then i'd get sick of it or mm. whatever and i'd change it um yeah i i, I it just kept growing and it, and it looked sick and then i did shave it off at one point when it had gotten decently long i shaved it off but 
I'm letting it go now. Um, I get maybe, you know, I, I don't know that it's like necessarily like something I'm necessarily thinking of doing. Um, but it feels strong, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. if you, you know, beards represent to me strength, um, like almost like a warrior, um, wisdom, you know, they represent, uh, maturity and wisdom. And, um, I guess, you know, again, I haven't put a lot of thought into this, but you know, I guess now that you're asking me, cause I'll do a lot of things subconsciously. If I'm mm-hmm. writing a song, I don't, maybe I don't even know what I'm writing about until it's done. I'll be like, Oh, that's how I was feeling. I had no idea, but that's what I was doing. <clears throat> so yeah, the beard is part of that, you know, um, it just feels strong right now. And that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm doing right now. And I don't know, uh, you know, I don't know if something will hit me and I'll change it tomorrow. I mean, but <laughs> for, right, for right now, that's what I'm doing and it feels good. I've been, you know, working out just, you know, just feeling, just feeling like a boss, yeah. like a boss, you know, I was going to say life good, man. Life seems good on your end. Yeah, it is. It is pretty good, man. So if I see you on the fucking Instagram tomorrow with a Fu Manchu, i will be like, fuck. <laughs> Do you, Probably not, no, 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 not going to no. go with the, uh, old, old Chinese yeah, man of wisdom and <laughs> you go, you curl that shit up and do like a little, uh, Western look. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, who knows? <laughs> I don't want to put myself in a box. I was going to say that when you, when you have that much, you know, the possibilities are really endless. You know, you fucking true. start. Man, maybe that's part of it is like, I was growing and I was like, I got a pretty, pretty sick beard. Like this, you know, I should, I should, I should utilize this. You know, some people can't do this. You I was, know, so I, I know, like I, I told you in the beginning, man. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying. You know, my, my wife, my wife's opinion of it is like, some days she's like, you know, they told you you were gonna look homeless for two months, and you keep that up for many more weeks, and you are going to be homeless. <laughs> right, right. You know, you're just under here and shit. But no, man. It's uh, first off, fucking thanks for the time, man. Really appreciate it. Uh, I know yeah. you got, you know, a million irons in the fire, a lot going on in life. But man, you're, you know, compared to when, you know, I know, I know you guys were on the uptick, and I think. Uh, anti everything was just was cranking out at that time uh, you know hitting the charts and and you guys are pounding the pavement um but you still have that fucking coming out swing and drive um but in in this like harnessed cage of energy kind of way you know you got all the fucking pieces in place and man i'm, I'm fucking happy as shit for you thank you so much man. i appreciate that we will Definitely. see you in uh several weeks in kadat yeah can't wait we will it'll be like a mini vacation and then uh, best of luck on the tour uh, the rest of the year the new album you know all the things you got going on right now uh, fucking awesomeness cool thank you so much man uh dead on uh on the socials and the website instagram is dead official it's d-e-d mm-hmm. dead official uh we are dead on twitter and dead official on facebook as well awesome i gotta hang on oh you rocking the hat i love it man i love it yes 20 years 20 years of radio and I've gotten shit from almost everybody this box comes from dead and has the best fucking snapback hats ever done ever done man hell yeah still rocking I think I I took two of them because I'm like you know I'm going to go through the first one in about six months and then I'm going to take care of this one so still rocking it loud and proud for you brother I dig it thank you bro awesome man take care of yourself thank you so much appreciate it alright talk to you soon